In today's training, we're going to jump into a hard topic. We're going to talk about self-worth. Not as an acronym, but as an operating script code. Let's get this started. Welcome to the Hashtag Attitude Shield Podcast. The true mental operating script rewriting program designed for those looking for a change from within. Change from within. No more hype or sugar-coated promises. This is to-the-point guidance on how to change the way we think to grab the life we always wanted. Are you ready for the change? Now your host, David L. Parker. Mindset training, where we rewrite our operating script. Why are we rewriting it? It's pretty simple. If your operating script could get you where you wanted to be, you would already be there. And since it isn't, and since it doesn't, we have to rewrite it. We have to learn how to take power out of words. We have to learn the most important conversations in the world to have, which is the conversations that we have with ourselves. Because remember, understand, grab on to this one. If you talked from the second you woke up to the second you slept, you still wouldn't talk to anybody more than you talked to you. Today we want to talk about a subject that I see people completely missing, like not even close. And of course that topic is a touchy one because so many people just have a hard time speaking to their intimate circle, their inner circle, if you will, let alone themselves when it comes to this topic or the topic of self-worth. But how do we measure our self-worth? How do we actually take a gander at it? What kind of conversations do we have? Where do we look at things and how things are going, right? What do we do? I see so many people make this mistake. They connect their self-worth to somebody else. They don't connect it to their own actions. I watch today, and I see it all the time, that people act like their self-worth is connected to how their children act. You ever notice a mother or a father who's in a supermarket or somewhere out in public and their kid acts like a little jerk? And how embarrassed the parents get because the parents think that the child's Actions are a reflection on their worth, on an reflection or reflection on how well they're doing as parents. What a crock of garbage. Now, not 100% there, all right? So let's back up just a moment. What I mean by that is if you're doing the best you can do and you're trying to raise your children to be respectful and not throw a fit, and they do, that's not a reflection of you. If you're raising your kid to teach them to do whatever the heck they want to do in any way they want to do it, and then they do it, and you get upset, well, that's on you. What I'm trying to say is, you know, how about let's jump over to sports. Let's jump over to children's athletics. Go to a baseball game or a football game. You see this a lot at high school. I've coached high school ball and semi-pro football for 16 out of the last 20 years, if you will with some breaks in here and there because of, you know, deployments in the military. These parents, they get up there in those bleachers and they yell and scream at the refs and they do all these things, right? It's just crazy. Why? Because they're living vicariously through their children because they've lost 
touch with their own self-worth. So if Johnny Boy or Sydney Girl does an awesome job on the sports field, then the parent feel like they've done an awesome job. How how did you let yourself connect your self-worth to that child striking out? How did you connect your self-worth to that child hitting a home run? How? Because we lost track of where our self-worth actually is. A lot of people forget that their self-worth isn't how their spouse or their significant other looks at them, views them, or responds to them. You can't expect your significant other to validate your self-worth. That's not what this is about. If you're one of those people, no wonder you're here. You really need to rewrite your operating script. Because that's just one thing that your significant other can't do. Self-worth comes from what you say to you about you. That's it. Self-worth doesn't come from anybody else. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. I've been doing the tiny little thing that I could do to try to help and stop and prevent and dis, this, this, prevent 22, my fellow veterans going off to combat and then coming home and losing connection, right? And then they commit suicide because they lost connection to their self-worth. They lost it. You cannot allow yourself to give to break your connection with your self worth. And one of the first things you got to do is you got to forgive others. Not, and most of the time, hell no, they don't deserve it. But because you deserve the peace that it gives. Remember, I told you a superpower that we all have is once we're done with being hurt, once we're over the rage, once we're over the temper tantrum, that we let it go. And we give up the right to ever be mad about it again. That's how we reinforce our self-worth. Right? Now, don't you find it funny when it comes to forgiveness that, that people, there's some people out there that will do everything they can. They'll antagonize you and provoke you until you get pissed. Until your ugly side comes out and then all of a sudden, bada bing, bada boom, they're the victim and you're the bad person. That attacks your self-worth. Those people are sort of narcissistic. Those people are a whole lot of, you know, buttholistic. you got to protect yourself from those kind of people. You've got to understand that those kind of people being in your life are going to disintegrate your self-worth. Self-worth is too important, right? Too important to misunderstand. Self-worth means that you have to understand. Listen, write this down, please. You cannot reach out for more. You can't expect abundance in your life. You can't expect more to come to your life when your hands, your heart, and your head are filled with yesterday's junk. There's no room. Do you understand? You can't bring something. You can't improve your self-worth holding on to yesterday's garbage. I got a daughter, two of them actually, that that's how they hold on to life. They're holding on to yesterday's garbage. And they won't let go. They, they won't let go. Right? Because their self-worth is so connected 
to some things that it breaks my heart. No matter how hard I work, no matter how hard I talk to them, no matter how much I try to get them to see that it doesn't work that way, they stay there. And what scares me the most is your self-worth can become so rotted away by you allowing yourself to play the victim card in your life that eventually you'll become the villain. If you let your self-worth get gone because of what people say and do to you because of experiences in life, because you're not staying focused on your targets, because you don't understand that your self-worth has to do with you and nobody else, if you don't learn to let go of all that, then soon... When all, when all is crazy, you're going to look back at this period of your life and it's going to seem like the only bright spot. And that's the opposite of what I'm trying to tell you. You know, it's funny. I, I, I had some challenges. I've been going through some stuff and people would say, you okay? Cause you know, a big mouth like me, when we're quiet, well, then everything's wrong. You don't understand. I'm just thinking. I'm working. I'm dealing. I'm trying to figure out my place in certain things. But I already know my self-worth. I already know that what I feel, what I say, or what I do is my choice. So I tell people, hey, you know what? you got to be a little patient with me right now. Because, you know, many times I'm somewhere between losing my mind and reconnecting with my own soul. I'm somewhere between losing my patience with you and remembering my own self-worth. See, when we... When we act out, when we don't do the right thing, when we treat people like crap, we diminish our self-worth. It's like I tell, I tell my team all the time, a bad person, an evil person, a person who causes harm. You gotta keep them out of your life, because a lot of people that are just low self-worth people will do that even if you treat them well. So your self-worth is not connected to what you're Significant other, significant other says. Your self-worth is not connected to what your children do. If you have to apologize for abandoning your needs and your self-worth to continually appease and please somebody who will never be satisfied... By any amount of effort you put forth, they'll, they'll never see it as a two-way street. They'll always suck it up. They'll always want more. They'll never ever see that you gave up whatever it is you gave up for them, and they're never going to give anything up for you, right? If you can't see that you can't allow that in your life, then you need to apologize to yourself because you needed to recognize it sooner. Do you understand what I'm saying? If you got something in your life that's just sucking everything out of you and gives you nothing back, takes you for granted like a piece of furniture, you're willing to step up and do what it takes to make them happy, but they're just so fast to say no to whatever it is you need, then apologize to your inner circle for abandoning your own needs and self-worth. And also apologize to yourself for not recognizing the poison in your life sooner. All right? Take a look at what I'm saying. Think about what I'm saying. I know it seems a little complicated, but if you have to give up who you are, if you have to sacrifice your self-worth to be with somebody, 
or to have a happy home. You ever heard that stupid-ass saying, happy wife, happy life? Right, because unhappy wives are 99.9% of cause of divorce. Wrong answer. Wrong, wrong. Happy spouse, happy house, maybe. Happy tree, happy team, bigger dream. A happy team can chase down the dream. An unhappy team, all you have left is the screaming. You can't be unhappy all the time in a relationship and protect your self-worth. Now, I'm not telling everybody this having a hard time to get up and go get divorced. I don't think you should do that. I think you should figure out how to wake up every morning and fight the demons, right? The ones, you know, the ones that left you so tired the night before? Because, you know, that's what I call bravery. Seriously. Wake up every morning to fight those demons. Those ones that just beat on you. Like when you don't come to bed till 12 o'clock at night. You usually come to bed at 9. Because you got up and fight them. That's being brave. Right? But that's connected to that self-worth. You know, in a relationship, in a significant other situation, in a dream team, a team that can dream, sometimes one is in a place that the other's not. Sometimes one understands servitude. One, sometimes one understands being willing to do what it takes the other one ha- make happy, make them happy. And the one being served got used to it. There, there are just times that life can be tough this way. You know, you speak things into existence and you talk about them as if they are. And you talk about your self-worth, right? Because it doesn't matter where you come from. It only matters where you are and where you want to go. Now, that's connected to how you treat your significant other. That's connected to that dream team, that team that chases the dreams. That's connected to your self-worth. Being able to show your significant other that their self-worth means something to you is a superpower. It's an amazing thing. But if they don't reciprocate, if they don't have the ability That's okay. Your self-worth didn't change. You're not garbage. You may have done something amazing and romantic and sweet to that other person, and they don't reciprocate. You know, I always laugh. I really do. When I'm working with people in the Attitude Shield team training, and I get this conversation about people's self-worth, and sometimes they say to me, you know, I did a really great thing the other day, and And found a way to make something happen. I found a way to make a dream for my significant other come true. And they were so happy that first day. You know, they reciprocated with the old intimacy trick. Here, I'll be into with you tonight. But tomorrow you're back to the same place you were. Because a lot of people are in that situation. Right? And then they feel for a couple days that their self-worth is nothing because... Basically, the other person just took them for granted. And I've told you, it doesn't matter. It only matters where you are and where you want to go. That other person, their response to you doing the right thing, if that's what you're looking for, you need to reevaluate how you see your self-worth. I'm serious. You need to see 
your self-worth clearly. Now, to protect that self-worth, as you look at it, as you learn to see it clearly, to protect that self-worth, remember, sometimes it's better to just remain silent. Put on a smile. Because a lot of times when you're in a bad place, when your self-worth is feeling neglected, attacked, reduced, it's because, you know what, the devil will straight tell you a lie in your own voice. You'll, you'll hear the naysayers in your life with your own voice. I think it's one of the messed up things about being a human being is that we actually hear the garbage that hurts us the most in our own voice. Why? I already told you it's part of the operating script. You will never talk to anybody more than you talk to you. So, of course, you hear it in your own voice. How could you not? Do you understand? But that doesn't mean you can quit. You have to stay focused on developing your self-worth. You have to understand that everybody's actions, reactions, everybody's attention or detention to what you do or don't do is not a reflection The only eyes that can see your true self-worth are yours. Now listen, you can't quit now from working on these things. You can't quit now because you're going to end up right back where you were when you first started to change. When you first started to realize your self-worth because if you quit now, then you're going to end up right back where you were and you remember when you were, you were desperate to be where you are. And beyond. Remember, that's why we set big targets. But this stuff can't be connected to self-worth. I mean, it is connected to self-worth, but you can't let anybody else decide what your worth is. You have to find the ability to tell yourself, what I did and what I do for my intimate circle, for my inner circle, for my significant other, for my family, what I did and what I do is a reflection of my self-worth. Not how they respond or reciprocate, because they're never going to reciprocate. You know, one of the greatest pieces of advice I was ever given when we first took in our two grandsons, and now we've adopted them, was never, never think that those boys, those kids that we adopted, are going to fully understand what it is that you did for them. Never expect them to just come out and say thank you. Never expect them to just understand what it is that you went through to help them. Because it's not how a person reciprocates that dictates our self-worth. Not Not, not even a tiny, eensy-beensy, twinkle-toe little bit. You know, if we we literally walked around all day long and how people responded to us was was an example, was a measuring stick of our self-worth, we'd be in a world of caca. World of caca, that'd be a bad place to be. I don't want to be there. I do not want to be there. That, that idea terrifies me. It really does. It terrifies me. Because if I allow that, if I allow the reciprocation of my actions from my inner circle, my outer circle, my other circles to reflect my self-worth, even the guy who's the mentor, the trainer for a hashtag attitude shield mindset, the guy standing right here, sitting right here, trying to help you rewrite your operating script would find 
the view of his own self-worth being diminished by the day because it's not. I'm telling you, it's not a reflection. If you're a multi-level marketer, networker, and you're out there building your network, your self-worth is not connected to how many people you have in your group. It's not connected to how many people you got connected last week. It's not measured by how many people are being successful. It's not measured by how many people are in your team. Because if you're a leader, you're a team builder. Remember, this is hashtag attitude mindset. This is how we all come together. We've got this big metal shield on us. We protect ourselves from the crap, the garbage, the stench of the world out there. We get rid of that stuff. We don't let it in our lives. Listen, your self-worth is only dictated by what you feel you're worth. And I hope you feel like you're worth a million bucks. I hope you feel like you're worth a billion bucks. I hope you feel like you're part of the reason the world is so bright. You know, a long time ago, I heard a sweet comment that said, Daylight isn't so bright because of the sun. It's bright because all the people are reflecting the light. You've been listening to Attitude Shield, your double dose of espresso for your attitude. Check us out on Facebook and on the web at www.attitudeshield.com. Again, thanks for spending this time with us. Between now and when we talk again, keep those shields up, eyes on the target, and always be moving towards your dreams.